Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas, and in this series, we explore community connection, optimal human potential, and transformational collective growth through inspiring stories and conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards positive change in the world. This is really exciting, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To get the full video versions of all the interviews on this podcast, please visit earthheroestv.com and I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to like, share and subscribe. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. G'day folks. <laughs> um, welcome back to another episode of Ascension Wisdom with Yvonne. I'm Shay Ryan Douglas from Earth Heroes TV and we've got a fantastic guest with us today, Darren. And of course, Sovereign joining in as always, which is great. Darren is a humanitarian leader and Yvonne has some great insight that she's going to share on what the old paradigm of leadership has been and what the new paradigm of leadership can be, which is really exciting to explore these deeper concepts around what it takes to be a human <laughs> working with and for other humans on this planet during this time. So thanks guys for joining us. And if anyone's tuning in to this live broadcast or watching the recording, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening and thanks for watching. Um, if you want to leave us a thumbs up and a comment and maybe even a share, we'd appreciate the love as well. Otherwise, um, I would love to dive straight in to meet Darren a little bit more. But before we do, maybe Yvonne wants to just share some um, background information of how this connection came to be, um, just so we can get a little insight into who Darren is um, and be keen to hear more from Darren in a moment. Wow, okay. Well, um, Darren and I have been friends for, what, 15 years or so? I always have to look at how old these children are so we can remember how long About we've known I think now. 18, oh my God. Yeah. Okay, see. Um, and uh, again, met very serendipitously. Um, our souls brought us together and we've been friends from the day we met, very strangely. So, um, and during that time, of course, what was in common straight away was our journey of spirituality, this, you know, searching for the meaning of life as we all are, realizing that that um, there's so much more to life than really we were being able to explore and see the way things were. And uh, and that's just continued on and we've, we've stayed friends even though he lives up in Queensland and I live down here um, and it's been a very joyous friendship. So why I've asked Darren on today is because one of his, his pet project he's a project developer well, can I describe you as that you can tell them who you are in a moment and and what we have in common is that we very much uh, are interested in making this uh, you know building better so creating a new earth that is much different and better than the one that we're living in so Darren would I like to ask you to just introduce yourself and just explain uh, and and share with us, uh, you know, who you are and 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 what your passions are about this particular um, area of humanitarianism. Thank you, Yvonne, and thank you, uh, Shay and Sovereign, for inviting me on today. I feel very honoured. Uh, I I live in Queensland. I'm in my early fifties. Right now, I have a software development company, so I do develop things. So looking, uh, we develop a range of different softwares at the moment, but I have a real passion for wanting or around that humanitarian or uh, philanthropy or being able to do some good for this earth that we live on at the moment. Um, I originally was brought up in South Australia, played a bit of sport and been in business, but I just think there's so many ways that this earth needs some help. And I think those who have that ability to make a difference should is at the end of the day, we we come with nothing, we leave with nothing, but it's the difference we make in between while we're here. And I think uh, the earth where it is at the moment needs some help and I think we need to do it a different way. 
that was a good starting point. Yes, we certainly do need to do it a different way. Um, I would like to just take a bit of a lead on this subject of humanitarian projects because as I was looking into the subject, um, you know, I get all my stuff that gets downloaded. And I the question that I was asking was, at the moment, this is like I just said to solve it's flavour of the month. Everybody wants to do a humanitarian project. And what that tells me is that it is a very prevalent thought form in the collect in in the quantum field and that has a purpose and so i sat with that and i went okay let's have a look at the word humanit humanitarian first of all if we ha suddenly have all this need for humanitarian projects what does that tell us about where we're at it really tells us that we've been doing the opposite that where we've been living and how we've been living is anything but in a humanitarian way and what does humanitarian mean it means that we we live in a in a manner that is aligned with our human nature and of course we have got so lost and so so divided and separated from our human nature we've become very materialistic and and commercially programmed and and we have forgotten and lost that connection with the innate with the inner self and so i asked you know my guidance so why now and why is this just jumping at us from everywhere because i know darren and i had a discussion and said look if everybody wants to do it then the energy gets very um you know diffused so and that's something that we are going to be talking about is bringing people together you know, in teams so that not everybody's doing their own little thing. But when you look at it, you, you look at this this idea of a humanitarian world. Um, and, and so what I was given was that the reason that this is becoming so prevalent is it is to bring to people's attention that we have not been living, living that way. And that's an actual crime to think of people living in poverty, people who are, you know, going through rubbish uh, tips to look for food. I mean, that is a crime that, that is allowed on this beautiful, beautiful, abundant planet. And that is the inhumane way that we as a humanity have, uh, have um, dropped into, so to speak. So, um, and that's finished. That can no longer be sustained with the energy frequencies that are now um, coming into our atmosphere. And that is the reason in the big picture that it's now become so prevalent that we need to start to see how inhumane the way that we have been and mean, that doesn't mean that we've been nasty to each other although a lot of people have done that it is that we've been so separated from being connected to our innate humanism which is you know that it's kindness it's caring it's sharing it's protecting it's supporting and this is the world that we're now returning to in our nature and from that perspective, I can see that the humanitarian projects that we are all being called for are essential. And this is something that I know with, with Darren and with his, 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 he's always into philanthropy. You know, that's not easy to say for a foreigner, I always say. You know that, Sovereign. <laughs> Um, and so I know that he's always looking at things from the heart and I really wanted him to share with us his ideas as well but also with Sob because you are so aligned with that as well and you know the sanctuaries that we want to create but and and you too Shay so the four of us have but all of us have an idea about what that looks like and I really wanted to look at that and go well how you know, and why and how, because one of the things that you, Darren, came up with with me was how is that going to look in a new earth way? And that's when I kind of sent a graphic, which was just the only way that I could describe the difference between how we 
you know, in corporate world start projects and how we now need to do this differently. So I'm just now leaving it up to you three to come up and say, okay, so how do you see this? How And, and not only that, what kind of humanitarian projects do you see that are essential and, and what are the priorities? So is that enough meat for your sandwich? Thanks, Yvonne. There's plenty of meat there to hit you on. <clears throat> I feel to share something that's really relevant because it's starting tomorrow. Um, it's for three days, and I know that Sovereign will have a lot to share on this topic as well. Um, and I'd be curious to hear Darren's perspective on this too. And it has to do with probably the missing link in our human story currently, um, particularly when we're talking about, you know, humanity. And we can recognise that, you know, as one of the most fundamental elements of being alive in hu hu as a human being is that we eat three times a day, right? But majority of us don't even probably know where, um, for example, where one of our most prized and enjoyed food substance comes from, such as chocolate. Like you probably tell most people, you know, chocolate comes from a cacao bean pod and they probably don't even know what that looks like, let alone no, that's how you make chocolate. And so that just exemplifies how disconnected we are from a fundamental thing that we do every single day, which is eat food and put it in our mouth. And this is where the missing link comes in and, and a quick little plug for Tiago, who's doing a Syntropics course here on the Sunshine Coast, which is three days long, um, Sovereign knows all about and um, has been you know, such a key pillar in driving this movement here in Australia as well as Tiago and many others. But when we're talking about humanity and you look through, you look through history and you look at some of the most, um, you know, adored kind of leaders of our time, there was one thing that they always did um, was, was to feed people. You know, when people are impoverished or people are struggling or people are going through tough times and through suffering, these prized, peaceful leaders were always sure to feed people. Now, this is where the missing link of syntropy comes in because it's one of the most abundant systems that can be implemented into a project for humanity um, <clears throat> on a large scale, which not only regenerates the soil and the life in the soil, but it regenerates human life as well because it creates diversity for wildlife and animal life to interact and incorporate into, as well as providing food and medicines and an abundance of um, <clears throat> systems that harvest the rainwater, which is so vital for life on this planet. And <clears throat> yeah, I do want to just give him a plug tomorrow. Tiago is doing a three-day course in Syntropy on the Sunshine Coast. So if anyone's around, you can feel free to, to join us. But I just wanted to drop that piece in there because I know Sovereign's got a lot to share on this. And I'd love to hear his him dive deeper into how Syntropy can be applied, not just into the ways that we grow our food, but into our human ecology as well. So I know he got, he's got a lot to share on this topic, but one of those missing links that we can look at from another perspective in creating these new earth communities, how we can step into humanitarian projects, which not only does it provide food, but it's so much fun when we get together and we just plant trees and we just have a good time. And, and on a, you know, on a heart based level, it can be tremendously healing to just just interact and drop into that playfulness and be in the soil and just, you know, go wild and have fun. Um, so on a, on a mental health level, it can add so many benefits to the way that we be and the way that we interact. And, and it's so simple. Um, we often can forget about how simple it can be. But um, I just wanted to open that conversation up um, and, and love to hear a bit, bit more from um, Sovereign on the syntropy piece and then also after that maybe hear a bit more from Darren on other projects or how he feels that could tie into humanitarian element. Yay. Wow. So wonderful. And it's wonderful to hear these words, syntropy being the missing link. And 
Yeah, just a, a small synopsis on syntropy. It's it's the tendency of life to come together, and so it's it's there is a a coming together of life in collaboration to uh, to to co-navigate and coexist in a symbiotic orientation that naturally creates more of itself and the Western mentality that has been artificially induced for the sake of creating profit and also control has been designed to be based on scarcity and lack, which has been then become adopted um, in, in our human ecology as a, well, this is just how it is. And that is, uh, quite frankly, when we start studying nature and we study the patterns in nature and we study, therefore, life, and then we recognize that we as humans are also life and that these strategies in nature, us being mammals, um, first and foremost, we are not having a very intimate relationship with life, with nature through what we consume, what we breathe, what we drink. But we also have it within us to navigate and, and really master the navigation of, of co-creating in syntropy with life, in these natural strategies that are there, that goes beyond looking at how can we make things better for humans. It's, it's a regenerative approach to engaging ourselves as human beings in projects that are regenerative and regenerating. And so this, this includes regenerative leadership, regenerative ways of leading community initiatives and making sure that our humanitarian orientations and the projects have a regenerative function. And this is where we're now coming out of. And I feel that this is a, a significant time where we are at is that we've come out of an age of sustainability. And that narrative has grossly been hijacked and, and limited in its scope. It's more than anything, a great way to greenwash whatever it is that a business is doing. And for as long as things aren't regenerative and for as long as enterprises aren't able to show that outside of them generating profit and doing good in a community by providing services, there is a quadruple bottom line to look at is what is it, what is it regenerating in the natural world? What is it regenerating in terms of people finding truer happiness? Let's call it that way, because the quick fix of consuming something um, or, or purchasing something with the idea to, to gain a, a sense of like, I'm doing great in the world, or I am progressing in the past from my observation has come at the cost of nature. And that's very evident wherever we look around. I'm personally really intrigued to hear from Darren um, with also his background in software development, because I really see that the age where we are in that there is a what is called Web3 reality that is being talked about and it's this metaverse world and it's blockchain and it's decentralized ways of doing things that is very different to the centralized government orientations and the centralized finance orientations that have been steeped in scarcity and, and the need for control in order to function. And we're looking at bridging that by looking at decentralized models of governance and self-governance as communities. But in that piece, software is really quite critical because the means and tools or the operating system in terms of software, the legal system that we've been operating on has been very curtailed and has been coming top down through a governmental orientation. And we're at a stage where we are actually equipped with the tools, the skills, the knowledge, the technology to actually create bridges that would free us out of the simple mind-based confines of centralized, top-down, hierarchical structures of putting new systems in place that are like slow as bejeevers oil tankers that are all operated and run by the big, the big industries. 
and they don't want radical quick change. They don't necessarily want regenerative action because it's going to in the long term put them out of business. And that is just one prerogative that has been prevalent on the earth. It's up to us as humans to look at the resources within and look at the gifts and talents that others are and have been cultivating to see how can we uplift how can we regenerate? How can we create systems through applying syntropic agroforestry orientations on producing really nutrient-dense food and medicine and so forth and creating community engagement in that process? But we're, we're also able to look at addressing the larger fabric of our human ecology. And I, I would really love for Darren to share with us what some of his insights, what what his sense of direction in, in this time that we're in is and how technology from his vantage point can be leveraged so that we don't have to sit around and wait for people on their own accord kind of learning new skills in the technological realm while they could just be leaning in and partnering with others that have all those skills and, and make the regenerative movement speed up much quicker. You opened a can of worms there, Sovereign, that we could talk about for hours. <laughs> All right, where do I start? I, I personally think that the centralized world and the decentralized world, they cr clashed together about 12 or 13 years ago. And when blockchain was given to us, a place where we could well, the world has changed, and I think technology and software in that space is really starting to move forward. I truly believe that we've we've moved we're moving away from large uh, large cities, and I think we need to move back to more local communities, which you guys are talking about with the New Earth Sanctuary, building smaller communities. Back to when I was growing up as a kid, it was all about the small community, working together in local communities to help support each other. And I think over the last 40 years, we've been, or more, we've been, they've thrown everything at us to segregate us and work against each other. And I think, which has created a, a major fear across the world, I believe. You know, we're, we're li living in fear-based times when the way to bring us together is a space of love, the total opposite, I think, for us to move forward. I think we've had the path led for us. I think the technology's there, I think, that lots of technology that's available to us has been hidden but i think we have everything's available to us but we have to be willing as a human being to uh, look inside of our soul or our spirit and realize that we have to do things a different way and i think mm. uh, there's there's so many places that you could go with this conversation and i think a lot of it comes i think you narrowed it down regenerative i there's a a guy who I really admire and he had a billion, he's got a billion dollar company and he decided to take his wealth at the time and, and philanthropically make a difference to two and a half million people in the world that don't have power. They don't have electricity. They have really poor water. They don't have banking systems. So he's looked at all the basic necessities to about a third of this planet. And that would be electricity, power and water and looking at our food and how can we do it a different way. And I, I highly encourage everyone who's listening to this to have a look at the, the gentleman's name is Manoj Bhargava. He started a movement called Billions in Change. You might have seen it on YouTube. Search it in YouTube, Billions in Change. And there's a fantastic 20-minute video on what they've done over the last five or six years in taking technology and farming and um, some of the basic things that we need to survive and he's trying to help that third of the population in the world that need help and support and, and giving back to those in the need. One of his philosophies was, you know, if I have the, if, if we have the money, we have a responsibility to give back to those who are less fortunate. I think uh, we're living in a, well, we have lived through times of greed. We've lived through times of fear. And I have to agree with everyone who's spoken here today. I believe that it's the times of change moving forward of being able to serve humanity, be able to work together more collectively, uh, have more love in the world. 
I think uh, if we continue down the path we are, the world's we're at an interesting time in humanity. Let's put it that way. I'll throw it back to whoever wants to speak next to that. Thanks very much, Darren. Gosh, I just love listening to you all because I just knew the three of you just need to connect because you've got such common ground. Um, and when you're talking about uh, regeneration, of course, um, I always bring it back. I know that, yes, definitely, it's always about feeding people and that's, you know, very much <laughs> where I come to, the regeneration of people. Because just as much as we've been disconnected from um, where our food comes from, we've also become very disconnected from where our, our talent comes from, where our gifts come from. You know, we, we have been schooled out of our innate creative um, keys. And, and this is the regeneration, of course, that I'm so involved in and that I, that I am so passionate about because... Um, just as when we plant new seeds and we see these this beautiful, you know, the agroforestry and 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 all the things that we've been talking about now for quite some time, and the ecology and coming back to to creating, you know, the soil. Then I bring it back to okay, we've got to do the same thing for the human species, which is to create new environments that are regenerative, that are allowing people to to explore and to to grow and to blossom and to and to become their true self rather than a, you know something that comes out of a tube toothpaste from what you call the education where where everyone is just being pumped with information that comes from an unknown source when you think about it because you know curriculums are set by another organization corporation that is then told what everybody has to learn and most of us who are dropouts and you know who have said well they're not teaching me anything i really want to know and then when we get out of that system then the world ex expands and we go wow so that was what is available to me and that's how i can regenerate myself and and it, and it really breaks my heart to see how many people over eons have left this plane you know unfulfilled not ever having found that 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 sacred space within themselves never known that there was anything in there even and he, you know i just had a conversation with an old friend of mine who said you know what's you know what's such a big deal just it's just a needle in your arm you know what you know and and she's a trained nurse and i'm like i i have no words for that because it shows me that they have just got so separated from the innate within that is constantly calling it's calling to be expressed it's calling to be regenerated and i think that is what where we're all at this this cry for humanitarian project is 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 the earth is crying to be remembered as the most abundant the most prolific beautiful organism all of its own right that is only there for us if we are there for ourselves instead of for someone out there who we don't know with the corporations that have been sucking everything dry sucking the soil dry sucking humanity dry and so all of these humanitarian projects that we're all so passionate about is because it is time it is time for the earth to come back to its fullness it's time for us to come back to our fullness as humans in all of our glorious beauty for nature to be you know thriving and when i have a, a view of, of of the future what we call new earth which isn't new at all um is just it just isn't a different vibrational frequency it's a different dimension that we are lifting ourselves into and it will be revealed to us and so when i view that i just see that we are going to have 
so many new species of animals that were once gone that we think are extinct that are living happily in an environment and 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 a regenerative atmosphere uh, of that that encourages thriving and and we're going to see so many more species of plant life and syntropy is going to be just you know expanding and exploding because that is what human nature and that's what what the nature plant nature animal nature it is what nature is and so for me to have the three of you here and talking about this, it just makes my heart sing because when I look at all three of you, you are the next step. I've been doing a lot of stepping already. And then I just look at that and I go, yes, it's in such beautiful hands. You know, you all sing from such a beautiful songbook. And and I, I just feel so privileged to be a part of it and just to be sitting in this seat and watching it and having just a little bit of influence in regenerating human humanism that is really my passion thanks Yvonne <clears throat> so special so powerful and um I just feel to share a quick quick story if that's okay with you guys and it was it was about seven years ago and it's relevant to what what Yvonne just shared around particularly around the piece of um you know regenerating ourselves as human beings but <clears throat> six years ago I seen this little advert I went into the local grocery market called Rusty's Market up in far north Queensland went thought I was doing my best to go and support a little shop called um, the Real Food Network which Sovereign was running at the time <laughs> and um, <clears throat> they had this ad advert on the um on the desk where you go and buy, buy your local organic food. And I thought I was doing such a great thing for, um, for the community and for the farmers and for um, the environment by just, you know, doing things so simple like buying local organic food, paying and voting with my dollars. And on the little advertisement, I seen a um, promotion for, it was like a two-day intensive food forest course i thought oh yes that looks great that's really inspiring and, and sovereign was actually leading it with another guy called jai Dawes. um and so i went down mission beach fantastic course learned so much um so much wisdom and knowledge encapsulated as well as the hands-on practicals and you know at that point in my life I, I was um planning to go and travel through asia and I had the audacity to think, wow, I know so much now. I've done a two-day course around <laughs> food forest and all this stuff. And and I had I just want to walk you through my thinking at the time as well, because I was going over to Asia and um going to explore and adventure and and you know see what presented itself to go and learn. Little did I know what I was in for. And I, I kind of had this at the back of my mind, this idea that, you know, like these principles of what, what I had learned in these teachings around food forestry and, and um, touching on to the Centropics piece could be really applicable for some of these third world countries in Asia that I'm going to be visiting. I thought, you know, I've got some knowledge now behind me. I can go and share this, maybe go and work on an experience and volunteer my time and share what I've learned in some of these farms and some of these places. Little did I know that out of necessity, <laughs> The village people and and the majority of these South Asia, Southeast Asian countries were living and breathing and exemplifying these ways of life, simply um, out of tradition, out of necessity, and out of um, you know just natural way of being that they were growing their own food locally. They were sourcing things from their local region. Um, majority of it was all organic, you know, and they were helping their communities and. And it was on that journey that I started to realize as I was diving deeper into my own um, stillness practice and going on and doing a Vipassana, doing, going and staying in yoga ashrams and realizing that internally I had so much of my own unresolved stuff within me that it was like this colonialized mindset 
to think that, you know, I had something to bring to these countries that I was considering poor, yet I began to realize it was a complete inversion where it was the Western, you know, not just the mindset, but the Western cultural traditions that, that there's no tradition in it. It's, it's been what's been adopted more recently in the modern times that actually ultimately needed the deep, deeper healing to be able to evolve and return to its natural way of being. And I began to realize how far off track I was and, and we have become in the Western world. And I was led with this, you know, vision to help regenerate, but then realizing um, more intimately, there's, there's, there's a lot more within me that I need to resolve and regenerate in my patternings and my belief systems. Um, and so just that, that story came through for me because on what Yvonne was sharing in the, the importance and significance of looking at our human relationships that we can really work on um, continuously as, as they're always evolving and it's, ne it's never um, a definitive kind of endpoint. It's, it's the journey um, and recognizing how that, you know, we can, we can relate over something like syntropy and something like, you know, giving back to regenerate our environment where we can have those conversations. But ultimately, it takes um, that sense of compassion and empathy and love and connection to be able to implement a syntropic project together with other humans. So <laughs> innately, like, no one can do it alone and we, we do need each other. And to, to be able to work with each other, we have to be able to work with ourselves. And then when, when we're on that same level playing field, it's, it's absolutely profound what comes about when we're on that same mission and we have that purpose. And it's, it's just absolutely incredible to see. And um, the, the kind of example that I want to share on how, how quickly things can regenerate and um, change. Um, there's, there's two examples. And one is um, when we look at, you know, our agricultural systems for the last 100 to 200 years where we've introduced chemicals and sprayed them, over time the soils have depleted to literally um, have no microorganisms in the soil and be absolutely devastated. But within you know, sometimes it's one or two seasons with the right practices, with the right like tweak in the um, alignment of the landscape to hold more water or just a couple more trees here or there can really sequester more life and more energy in one concentrated area and accumulate very quickly in one or two seasons. You can literally flip um, an ecosystem to be regenerated and have more life in the soil. And I think about this in terms of human life, for example. And I often think, you know, I've got some friends who I'm still friends with from high school, and I just observe their diet, you know, and they're drinking cans of Coke for lunch every day on the meat pies, you know, <clears throat> loving life, still living, still, still alive, but terrible food that they're putting into their system. Burgers and, you know, just dead food, not, not living fresh, organic, alive food. And, you know, 40 years later, their body is still functioning and still thriving for them, still giving them energy every day to action out what they're doing. And I'm thinking, wow, how do they, like, how is this possible? You know, and then um, suddenly they're hit with a health crisis. And within, you know, one or two years, maybe they've been eating this way for 40 years, really unwell, um, terrible food. But within one or two years of flipping that and doing a couple of, you know, juice fast and a cleanse and um, ch ch making more conscious choices as to what they're putting into their body. It's amazing what this human body is capable of in terms of how it can regenerate itself. And, and oftentimes it's a simple, um, simple awareness or education on what is because we've been conditioned for so long to um, believe that something is okay or something is going to be fine for us but then 
when we come to realize it comes into our awareness that is actually going to deplete us, then it's just a simple recalibration and shift into what can regenerate us. But um, I'm happy to, to hand it over to you guys. Maybe Sovereign or Darren wants to share a little bit more. Um, but I just felt to share that because, you know, all, all areas of um, this movement that's coming into, into focus now more than ever, as we've talked about this humanitarian um, movement that is coming alive more and more, um, there seems to be relevance for it because it's, it's been neglected for so long. So, um, yeah, it's an absolute honour, you know, to be able to talk about this and then also to be able to, to action it as well. Here we go. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, regeneration, the great regeneration. And I've I've explored how language has really confined our ability to perceive reality in the broader context of what life is actually doing. And syntropy as the lens through view, to view that through, it's been really significant because it kind of replaces the old lens and, and says, well, that, that's all nice, these belief systems of what's right, wrong, good, bad, and what weeds are and what weeds are not. But what is life actually doing? And the study of that has really elicited that life is continuously focused on regenerative orientations. And they are, they are actually abundance orientations. And yeah, it's the human way that we have engaged with nature and with ourselves and, and, and with, with our inner gardens that have led to depletion. The beautiful thing about hitting a certain rock bottom in one's own health, in one's own life, or hitting the, 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 the flat wall at 100K an hour because you've just spent you know, 30 or 20 years or 10 years doing something that actually wasn't in alignment with your, with your beingness and that crash moment happens. The regenerative ability that is inherent in our human system, in nature's um, life ways, is so forgiving and it's so beautiful to witness that if we start leaning into that, that within a generation, we can indeed regenerate. And this is where that word sound, regeneration, I apply not so much to this idea that we can regenerate, but that we can be and that we are in the position to, to operate in, in an orientation that we are the generation, old, young, middle-aged, just coming out of university. We each have the ability to awaken each other, that we, we can identify by being the regeneration, not generation Y or Z or X or or whatever the centralized mechanisms have kind of let out and, and, and promoted as a, uh, as a demographic or a time frame of humans all being able to be funneled under, under a, a one label, I think it's really relevant to disidentify with any of that narrative and ask ourselves, well, which, which generation do I want to be part of? It's already a fantasy to practice that I am a Dutch person or I'm an American person or I'm a Chinese person. Well, the cultural parameters that are enshrined through cultures around the world are given rise to language that allows people then to identify with I am this or I am that. But the reality of it is that we are humans and to limit ourselves within being maybe identify with the idea that I am Australian. Well, I am human. 
and then to identify ourselves within that context under a certain flag that we are part of a of a of a very small narrative of a generation that uh, has come into motion and is then being preceded by another one or followed up by another one is is very much limiting because we put ourselves generation Y puts itself in the box for the rest of their lives that, yeah, I was born to, in the generation Y. I don't know why I, I have no idea why, but that's who I am. And when we identify with that, we limit ourselves ridiculously to a letter. That means probably nothing other than what I can come up with. It is that it's people wondering why they, why, um, and, and not necessarily wondering why in a constructive man manner, but more in this like, well, I don't know why. I, I don't know, but it doesn't really matter. And the reality is that life does matter. Our, our life on this earth matters. And if we choose unconsciously or consciously to align ourselves with regenerative orientations, our own life will start to come alive more. We will be able to carry a bigger load. We will be able to see problems from a perspective that will say, yeah, well, I'm just going to disidentify with that because I am here to be part of the regeneration. And that regeneration doesn't have any age parameters around it. It's not because you were born in the 1980s that you are now part. No, it's are you on earth? Yes, you are. Well, you get to be part of the regeneration and making that available as a sounding out and as a choice, then everybody gets to ask themselves, well, I never really thought about, am I part of a generation? But I have always related to it like, well, you know, that my generation, whatever that has meant, my generation from when I grew up, what if I would see myself as being part of the humanitarian regeneration, the generation of humans that kind of awakens from the, the lull and the noise and starts contemplating, what am I going to leave behind? What am I doing during my lifetime that is not depletionary, that's not taking and just merely sustaining me but what are my actions? What, what am I dreaming into being? How can I become a regenerative leader? How can I become regenerative in my own life's health practice, in my well-being practice? And once we get into that, we want to start helping other people heal and level up and regenerate themselves. And why is that? Because that is part of the syntropy in humanity is that we're simply wired to operate on regenerative orientations. And I think it's damn well time that we start making more conscious choices to saying yes to that. And once we identify with that, that it's, it's, it's because I'm here on the earth, I am part of the regeneration. Are you part of the regeneration? It poses a question to people that is like, I, I don't know, but I guess I could. Because there's no parameters. It doesn't matter whether I'm a woman or a man or, or I'm, I'm this or I'm that or my pronoun is this or my pronoun is that. Yes, I can be part of a generation that is here to regenerate our cultural dynamics, our health and well-being, the way that we serve our communities, the way that we look after the, the, the generating of true wisdom for the future generations, the younglings. How regenerative is our educational paradigm? And so for each and every one, looking at being part of the regeneration offers them an opportunity to say, I have gifts and talents to deliver my, my life force and my dreams and my vision in service of the regeneration and the beautiful, beautiful, most amazing outcome of this centropic orientation is that when you start leaning into that, life starts leaning into you. And the exchanges that happen foster prosperity. They foster exchange that is up-leveling, uplifting, inspiring. And with that, naturally come even more great ideas and come even more great collaborative actions that in the humanitarian sphere, we can then start working on together, which 
inevitably generates more prosperity. It generates more richness in experience, in finance, in livelihood, in our natural environment, being a richer experience. And with that, we can actually feel really, really great about ourselves working together because we can then stand in the knowing that the earth that we are going to be leaving behind is one really worth picking up and really worth navigating through because I know that there is a whole generation right now that is disenchanted, totally disillusioned, totally locked in and hooked into a cyber cinetic reality because, well, pretty much the grown-ups have fucked this up and I am just having to go through school until I finally can go and do something. I'm just going to disengage until I turn 16, 17 or 18. Meanwhile, we have so much that we could open a doorway for, for the younger generation to see us lead regeneratively that will naturally inspire them to want to become regenerative leaders for this new earth that is really ours to bring into being. And that's my contribution on, on this subject. Over to you, Darren. Well, how do you go after that? Sovereign and Shay with their fantastic shares. I just want to start. There's a book written by Dan Millman called Peaceful Warrior. I'm sure you've all read it. In the movie, he says, when he's at the service station, he said, there's no higher purpose than that of service. And I think we've come to a place in humanity and time where our ego is, is all about I, me, my, and this people are, have lost really what the purpose of us being here as a human being and as being of service to other people. I think the story that you shared there, Shay, where you were talking about going over to like Asia and thinking that you're going to be a you know, service to them and they could potentially have it together more than we do over here in the West. I really like that. And I think part of the, the philosophies moving forward around humanitarian or uh, philo, philo oh, we'll just go humanitarian, can't say the word right now, <laughs> um, is does that or whatever service that you're going to provide, is it really needed? Do they have it together? are we forcing something on a community that doesn't really need it? So I think we need to really be more of that service and listen more and being able to uh, help them with what they want in their communities versus what we think we're going to force upon them. And I think some of the leadership that is required around that is, is really different to the way uh, we're doing leadership now. If, we, if, we, if you're going to work in purpose and work around those organisations, you need to be able to work together as a team. Your money's not going to drive it. It's purpose-driven. It's completely a completely different way of doing it because you can't. If you've got your own project and you're working forward, and you're not going to motivate team by money or people by money. It's going to be more purpose-driven. So if we think that the, the structures that are in place now, where your leadership by title and you're going to walk in and set up a humanitarian project and then go boss everyone around they're going to say goodbye and i'm going to go do something where i'm more of service not being driven by you know, driven by greed because you've got a stack of money and you think that then we're going to you know, go take your money into a humanitarian project and serve others and you're just doing it for your own egotistical purposes so i think we need to look at humanitarian or philanthropic work in a completely different way and it'd be really be purpose driven and it'd be involving communities and involving people in the communities for what they really need to be able to provide that service to that community and i agree uh, with what shay said i think there's so many things we can learn from those old cultures and the, the day that we went up to that hindu temple yvonne about three or four years ago and it was 1100 you know, years ago that it was there. Some of those cultures that have stood the test of time, we can learn so much from. To think that, you know, we've been here in, in, um, in Australia and been here for a few hundred years in Australia, and we've got so much to learn from our former, or, you know, our cultural brothers and sisters, the Aboriginals, because they've been here thousands of years before us. So there's so many 
cultures around the world that we can learn from and um, putting our ego aside to be able to take those good things and uh, be able to be of service more than that from the ego and be able to help humanity in a different way. Thank you. Yvonne. Just wonderful. Um, say, hey, so which generation do I belong to? Or is it defunct already? <laughs> you are fully part. You, if, if anything, you are leading the regeneration, Vaughn. You are coming out of that generational framework and, and have transitioned, transformed, transmuted, and alchemized all of that old world. And, and you're a way shower into this new regenerative orientation. And if anything, you are leading the regeneration fully from within yourselves. And just hands up to you, Yvonne, because we wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for you leading the, the initiation of this. And um, well, to, yeah. I just get some goosebumps all over. That's what I signed up for. And it's just, um, you know, Shay, you lost it telling stories. But I started telling Sov last week how Darren and I met, which is just it's ridiculous, really. I just found it ridiculous. I mean, we were at, at a, a situation in, in a place where Darren was speaking to a group of people about an investment project and um, that I was interested in. And there were 50 people there and he did his spiel. He'd come down from Queensland to talk to everybody. And um, and then he said, you know, thank you very much for attending, la di da di da As it turned out, he was sitting beside me, well, standing beside me, and he's a bit of a mountain of a guy. And um, and then everybody started to walk away and I'm, I gathered my things to go and suddenly looks down and he goes, do you want to go and have a coffee? And I went, yeah, why not? And, you know, that was the start of our friendship and we, I went and met his brother and because they were going off somewhere and they had a bit of time to spare and we just suddenly connected in on this spiritual level and that's something that i really want to say because uh, i know that darren you know talks about how are we going to move forward differently and for me if that was just such an example where our souls have already we have pre-carnate agreements i really believe that i just believe that nobody meets somebody without there being a reason and so so you know we've got a really close friendship since then and that's built and i keep saying i don't think our time has come yet but i know that it's getting really close and in that time though we've both grown and expanded and regenerated many times and it is this this amazing uh you know our souls are drawing at these us into what we call communities and tribes and of course i am certainly a soul mama of this incredible uh community down here that keeps expanding every day and what are they looking for they don't know but their souls know and i think that's something that is really important to recognize that we have to step away from the ego and that it's you know it's like I look the ego, as Darren says, you know, we've stuffed up well enough. So now let's step aside and let this, this life form that we are, the life form within us, let it lead us because life is, is a continuous forward expanding movement. And if it's not doing that, then it's not life. And so much of what Shay was saying, you know, his friends are going through the motions of living. And, you know, so many people have been afraid in the last two years of, of dying. Well, you know, if I had a fear, which I don't because I don't, you know, do that. But if I had a fear, it would be much more about not living whilst I'm here. And so that is why I get up every morning and check that everything works. So if everything works, it must work. So I leap out of bed and get on with it. Um, you, it, it is because I allow life to live through me, for me, as you say, Sov. 
And that's what, what the regeneration process is all about. And it is about that in, in you know, all the different projects that we are so passionate about. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about a priority of projects because we can, you know, there's so much need out there at the moment. So we can get really lost in knowing where to go and where to start and what not to do. But for me, there are some really uh, big things that are starting to to call us, so to speak. One of them is, is syntropy and returning the soil and going back to people and nature and people knowing where their food comes from and learning to grow that, and it's fantastic. You know, I don't think there's anybody in our community who isn't growing their, growing something in their gardens at the present time. And then on the other hand, I, because I keep coming back to growing humanity, there is such a huge need to heal, you know, to to bring people back to their um, to the to their natural state of vibrational frequency where the life force is able to be expressed fully without the encumbrance of of the damage that the vehicle has curtailed in you know in what it what it's been accumulated with the, with the wrong food the air the water whatever you want to talk but mostly mostly and we talk a lot about food but mostly about the subject that we covered last week's of, and I have so much positive response, that everything starts with a thought. And so that is the regenerative seed that we need to develop, yes? The thought of a new earth, the thought of a new way of, of bringing things together. And when we gather teams of like mind that have no ego but are only looking to be of service and their only reason for being on this earth is to leave it a better place. As you said, Sovereign, it's always about, you know, leaving good footprints in the sand. And I can honestly say, you know, if I go tomorrow, I think I've left a few. I, I, I've lived as much as I can live and I can. And, and so even when I look at, at Darren, I look at Shane, I look at you, Sovereign, and I know, I know that, that when we get together, we inspire each other to be the best of, our, of ourselves. And that, that is, is, you know, that is the centuries that is my humanitarian project that I'm so focused on is to, to build these, these centres where people, yes, can learn to grow their own food and, yes, can come together, but mostly to heal, to heal their traumas and their fears and their pains and, and to find their, their true self, this beautiful core that lives within, that is the seed of life within the human species that has so been so badly damaged. So amazing. I feel so like conversation amazing. coming on, um, diving deep into regenerative leadership. Oh, I love it. What that actually looks like and, and how, with everything you just said, we, we, we have to look at the full spectrum. And that, that would very easily become a part two to this uh, conversation. I'd love to invite Darren to be on for that. I'm going to head off because um, we're on the top of the hour. But yes. I, I love everything that, that you've shared and really keen to, to dive into regenerative leadership as an orientation that not just deals with the food and the regeneration of nature, but the regeneration and the healing required for us to come in syntropy with life, with each other again. So I'm going to sign off. I love you all very much. Darren, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Yvonne. We'll speak soon. Thank Thanks, you Robin. so much. Well, that was quite an hour, wasn't it? And thank you all so much. Shay, over to you. Perhaps if you'd like to close us off as we're on the hour, but what's I've certainly said, we can do a part two um, maybe in a couple of weeks. 
how about we, we will organize that because I think we have just opened a can of worms as um, as you said before and it is it's such a deep and important subject right now yeah no, I think that's a great shout 2.0 in a couple of weeks sounds wonderful look forward to seeing you all then thank you so much thank Darren you. for joining us and Shay as always love you thank guys you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Dave. Bye. Thanks, everyone's time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online, tune into our online video platform at earthheroestv.com. Hope you have a great day, guys, and a huge love from me, and see you next time.